So here we are at Christmas again, and uh, no doubt many of us have got something in the oven at the moment. Uh, no buns in the oven that I've heard of, but <laughs> turkeys and stuff like that. <laughs> no, Joe definitely doesn't. It's, it's a rumour, it's a bad one. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> No doubt you've all got some family coming over or going somewhere if you, if you have. That would be great. If you don't, um, please come and see someone and we'll organise a seat at a table for you somewhere. But you can just imagine that you'd, you'd spend all this time getting ready for Christmas because it is that sort of time, isn't it? Like I know me and Joe were out yesterday shopping for food and stuff and it just seems to keep piling up and then you make so much stuff, there's no way you could eat it all, right? And... Uh, you invite people around, your family and things like that, and you're just pretty excited to have them coming because you've put in all this effort, this preparation, making a feast ready. Now, how disappointing would it be if you'd done all that work and then people would say, sorry, can't come? At the last minute, you've, you've got everything set up, you know, your beautiful plates and everything matches, you know, the red and the green, and is that, that's all the Christmas colours, isn't it? White. So these are all wrong. White, because of snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everything's ready, everyone's excited, you got it all set up beautifully, and the guests didn't come. That would be rather disappointing, don't you think? It's just not a party without people coming and joining in with you. And as we look at that birth of Jesus, so many things happened that just were a party. You know, like you had... Um, the angels coming and, and in the heavens and that song we sang, you know, that, that one that's the glory in excelsis or glory in the highest, that, you know, it's such a celebration that even angels appeared in the heavens and began to sing and exclaim this amazing event, the birth of a king. Yet the king was born in a stable. Go figure. But we've got to understand that even if Jesus was born in the best castle, the most expensive palace on earth, compared to heaven, that would be rubbish. Compared to the glory that he already had with God, even a palace would be nothing. But he came and he was born in a humble way, in a stable, in a way that seemed insignificant, yet the insignificance was celebrated by angels singing, go and see this newborn king. It was like a party happening. Well, I'm going to read a, a parable that Jesus talked about a feast because the whole point of Jesus is the feast. I don't know if you can understand that. And it's sort of, actually, as I was thinking about it, I was like, gee, it's pretty relevant that on Christmas Day we all get together and have a feast because the whole purpose that Jesus came was that we could join in the feast of the kingdom. What does that mean? It means that we could sit at a table with God again because the words that he spoke were, were peace to people on earth, right? You know, joy to all mankind and, and peace to, to all those on earth with whom he's pleased. And, and it's like God's wanting this peace to happen and, and we think of peace as in no war um, and you hear a lot of Christmas songs that talk about that, you know, how they're coming back after the war or something like that. And, and when I was listening to last night, at the end of it, it goes, the war is over. What does that really mean? The war is over. What war? And, and how is there a war over at Christmas? Maybe there's a temporary peace or a, um, 
I don't know if you know that story of the English and the Germans during that time playing a soccer game at some stage in the First World War. The war is over, but it was only a temporary reprieve from the things that were happening in the world. And, and there is no way, there is no way that peace is here on earth, is it? There's no way. It's just not happened. In fact, around the world today, there's wars going on all over the place. And, and we'd love to have that dream that the war is over, but the truth is that type of war is not over, but Jesus came to bring peace between us and God, and that is the war that has been won. That is the war in which we can actually declare the war is over. There is no more war between us and God because Jesus Christ came to take our place. To be the one who received God's punishment that lived a just life that we might live. So while we would love it to be that there's this peace on earth in terms of no war, no hunger, no misery, it's just not going to happen until Jesus Christ comes again. And that is the feast that this birth was preparing us for, the time when he came back, when we could enter into that kingdom that he had. So what's this parable? In Luke chapter 14, it says this, Jesus replied with this story, A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, Come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I've just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I now have a wife, so I can't come. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Honeymoon stage. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, There is still room for more. So his master said, Go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For none of those I first invited will even get the smallest taste of my banquet. Wow, what a story, hey? Well, obviously... That is why Jesus came for every person. And this banquet that he set out for us is for everyone, really. There's an invitation being made to each and every one of us, which is started with this, this gift card of Jesus Christ being born. This is like the start of the promise that had been promised for so long in the Old Testament that a saviour would come, that he would come and live amongst you. This one that would be called Emmanuel, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. But he would also be the servant. And it's like this is the invitation card that has been handed out to you. Come and have a look at this person, this man, this God, Jesus. And the sad truth is that so many people have that little line there, don't they, ready? Well, you know, I just got a brand new Ferrari I've got to go and take it for a test drive. Sorry, I can't come. You know, I've just started this business, Jesus, and it's just not time for me to give my life to you. Jesus, I've got to bring up my family first, and then once I've sort of got that all sorted, I might give my life to you then. But there's a lot of excuses that you hear that people talk about, isn't there? Why don't you believe in Jesus? Jesus. 
why don't you? Why don't you want to come to this feast? Because Jesus has put the invitation out. Even today, that invitation still rolls around the world, doesn't it? Come. I've got a feast ready for you. This is the kingdom. This is what I've got for you. Come. Come and eat. Come and dine with me. Jesus knocking on the doors of our hearts and telling us the banquet is ready. That I have now set in place this table. The death that he died and the life that he rose to was for us. That we might start to enjoy this banquet that he's starting and has prepared for us. And of course, as you read this parable, the master, God, is just so angry. He's going, what's going on? You know, i got the turkey in the oven. <laughs> I've got the, the, the nuts roasting on the fire. I've made the way. It's not even that you had to do it yourself. You didn't have to, to bring anything to this banquet. I didn't ask you to go and, and when you come, make sure you bring drinks or bring dessert. There is a fullness of life in Christ that he has prepared for us and it's ready and it's waiting. The banquet is ready. It's there. You you can smell it. You can taste it as you walk through those doors and you get in there and it's just this place of magnificence with decoration and, and music and dancing and joy and fun. The kingdom that God has prepared for us is a party. Absolutely. And, and again, as the angels were singing, there's got to be something more, more than just a, an event. This is a celebration because God could see that through this birth, there would come a death and a coming to life again that would actually free us. Why would God celebrate that? Why would he bother to celebrate that? There's only one reason, and that's the verse that was read out to us. For God so loved the world. That's it. Crazy reason. Because as you read through that parable, who here might be blind? Who here might be sick? Who here might be lame? They don't necessarily mean physically, but there's a death that happens inside each and every one of us when we are separated from God. And we are blind. And we are sick. And we are lame. And at times we're hiding behind the hedges because of the the gravity of the situation in our life. Yet God sent his servant, Jesus Christ. And this servant was not going to give up at just getting those that were on the streets. You see, God isn't just happy to have those people. God said, I want you to go and search. You go and look for those people. You go and look behind the hedges. You go and look in the ditches because there's some people who can't even walk that are lying there in need of a saviour. And I want them to come to this feast. If those others with all those excuses because they're actually self-sufficient, they don't really need me. They don't want to enter into it because they think what they have is so amazing. I tell you what, what we have is nothing compared to the joy that the Father has for us. Nothing. And man's best excuse cannot even come close to God's weakest anything, God's lowest anything. 
because he is so much greater than we are. And he is the one who provided this peace for us through his son, Jesus Christ. What an amazing gift as we see and we celebrate this morning together the birth of this son, Jesus Christ. Why do we celebrate? Well, we celebrate because we've been set free. We celebrate because our sins have been forgiven through him. We celebrate because we've got new life because of him. But really, God celebrates it as well? What? He's got everything. He doesn't need love. He's got love happening. God is love. He doesn't need our worship. He knows he's great. (laughs) He really does. But not in an arrogant, proud way. You see, the greatness that he had was so... so given up when Jesus came to earth. It said he gave up everything. He gave up the glory he had in heaven to come and live amongst us, to save us. Now, I don't know where that sits with you in terms of excuses. Maybe you've got excuses as why you're not following him properly. What do I mean by properly? I mean by saying, God, I'm actually not going to make these excuses anymore. I'm going to give everything to you. Now, Jesus came. He was a gift from God. But you know what? You can actually give to God as well. Because you give of yourself to him. You give those things that, that you're hiding from him to him. You give your excuses to him and say, they're no good anymore, God. Because this feast is for you. And we would hate to be the people who God invited first up. He said, hey, come. And and we had those excuses. No, we don't need you, God. What a tragedy that would be for us. So this is Christmas. A beautiful gift. An invitation to a feast. And he's got it ready. This morning the question is, have you answer that invitation have you reached out have you taken it have you RSVP'd and said God yes I am coming to you the Bible says very clearly that the only way to God is through Jesus Christ there's no other way and you know what I like that because it seems to me that all my efforts aren't very good to get to God It seems to me that my, whatever it is that I give, just couldn't cut it. Just couldn't cut it. And I needed a way. And and it's so amazing. It's so simple. It's so pure. And it's so free. Because it relies not on me, but on this little baby that we're talking about today, Jesus. He lived a sinless life who obeyed his father for us, who died a sinner for us in terms he took the sin on the cross, the punishment for our sin. And he rose again to new life to give us new life and righteousness that I couldn't have any other way. 
is that worth celebrating, I reckon? Is it worth going home and getting with your family and just having the best time ever? I reckon. Because he is our gift and he has prepared for us a banquet. And the only thing we have to do is go. Accept the invitation and come to him. Let's just pray and uh, we'll end off with, a, with another song, eh? Father God, I just thank you for this day. It's just amazing to, to be here, to celebrate this beautiful gift from you, this, this Jesus. You just gave us everything, Lord God. You won't hold anything back. And, and Father, this morning, I just want to pray for anyone who might have an excuse as to why they're not following you. I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would just touch their hearts, open their eyes, and Father God, that they would open their heart to you this morning. I pray for us who are Christians that we wouldn't come up with excuses as to why we don't serve and why we don't follow, Lord God, and why we don't come and just enjoy heartily the banquet that you have for us. I just pray a blessing over everyone today. I thank you so much for that peace you've won for us, that there is no hostility between God, the Father, and us because of you, Jesus. You're the one who stood in the gap for us, and we just want to thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.